Hello, and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mommy, as my daughter calls me. We are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, aka modern day educators navigating all the things. We are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equity, equality, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh uh-ohs and boo-boos. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything that we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy banter we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving the water cooler conversation online. So let's get to chatting. Good afternoon. I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk. This is Online and Inspired. I'm Marissa Rothermel here with Emily Smith. And we are so excited to be here today. 100% happy Monday. Happy Monday. How are you? I am. I'm well. I have uh, like a mental confusion as to what day it is, though. I keep wanting to say Tuesday. And the fact that I didn't just say Tuesday is a severe pat on the back for me. Because in my head, for some reason, it's Tuesday. And I have no no reason why. None at all. Uh, And I made the mistake right before we came on here. I was starving. We've been we've had friends in town the last couple of days. And we have eaten so much that it has thrown off like every one of my body systems, a hundred percent. And so I'd gotten up a little early today. Okay. I didn't go to the gym because we had friends here. Fine. Right. We've basically lived off of Krispy Kreme donuts for the last four days. I saw this on your Facebook (laughs) and I was like, this is amazing. I've got to hear more about this. Yeah. Uh, so, well, going back two seconds, my mistake is, is I usually eat after we podcast. And today, right before we, uh, right before I, I logged on, I like wolfed down this bowl of squid ink garlic pasta. And it was Ew. great, except my breath is terrible. And oh, I'm so wow. glad we're not in the same place right now because I'm sitting here having just so much regret about my choices. And I mean, I, at, least it's, <laughs> at least it's noon. Usually we, yeah. we record a little bit earlier. And That's true. so I was just like in my mind, imagining you eating this pasta at 11, which no same, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something, but uh, we, we, so I said, we had friends in town. They don't have a Krispy Kreme where they're from, Mm -hmm. which is outside of Boston, but you know, they don't have a Krispy Kreme. And the very first day that they came down, we drove by this Krispy Kreme and it's very easy to get to from my house about two and a half miles away. They woke up the next morning and they hoofed it. They walked (laughs) all the way to Krispy Kreme and back in the 90 plus degree heat. She's pregnant. (laughs) Oh, there's your answer. That's why, that's why it happened. Okay. So it became this thing. We went to Krispy Kreme every day of their trip. And yesterday it it was, it was really funny because 
it's been down the street, you know, like we've had Krispy Kreme a couple of times, like it's fine, sure, whatever. But the hot and fresh sign kept not being lit. It kept not being lit. And then last night we were supposed to go, I've told you a million times about this dolphin tour we take everybody on. We were supposed to go do our dolphin tour again. And it was just thunderstorm after thunderstorm after thunderstorm. And so our plans were canceled. Well, what did we do? We were supposed to have, uh, Ashley is my friend. We were supposed to turn this dolphin tour into kind of like a maternity shoot for her. It got rained out. So we said, well, you know what? We have photo editing. We can take the rain out of this. We drove all over Charleston taking ridiculous and wonderful maternity photos for her. And as we are driving home, what is on but the hot and fresh light at Krispy Kreme? So of course, yes, yes. So we have a fantastic baby bump photo (laughs) of her standing by the hot and fresh donut sign. And here's Mm. the funniest part is that we got there, we pulled in the parking lot, we got out and they turn the sign off. No. Yes. (laughs) Off. I walk in there and Thank goodness there was a really nice manager on. I'm like, listen, friend, we need we need you to turn this sign back on for 30 seconds for us. I've got this poor, now rain-soaked pregnant woman with me. We've given them so much money in free or in donuts over the last couple of days. Just please turn the sign on so we can get this last maternity photo. And uh, it, they did turn it on and the donuts were amazing. We finally got hot and fresh donuts and Krispy Kreme, if you want to sponsor our podcast, I'm not going to say yes. no. <laughs> well, what will be interesting is after when she has the baby, will she still be able to eat Krispy Kreme donuts? That's the question. I, uh, what was your vice when you were pregnant? What was my vice? Oh boy. Your food vice. So... Pasta, I guess, is the answer. It started out with crazy stuff. Like one of the very first things I had was I I took a banana and I cut it in half and then I put uh, peanut butter on it and then a piece of sausage. Ooh, and that was amazing. It was really good. Uh, So it started to be like crazy food combinations for me. And then I started having some food adversities. Adversities? Yeah. I couldn't even think of the word chicken. Okay, much less eat it or smell it or anything. No chicken. And then for about 12 weeks, I couldn't have coffee. Like I would always have, you know, some kind of coffee, the smell of coffee, any coffee, couldn't do it. 12 weeks. Wow. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But that was about it. I would never went for like the ice cream and the pickles Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I went on a cookie baking kick. So I guess kind of some sugar. How about you? What was your thing? Blueberry muffins. Blueberry muffins. Blueberry muffins. I would, so at the time we were living in Old Town, Chicago, and there was a Starbucks on at the end of our block. And I would send my husband out in the morning. And if he didn't come back with at least four or five blueberry muffins, (laughs) I would be angry. Yeah. And also he was entertaining, um, you know, his, his job requires a lot of entertainment. And so he would go out to these nice Chicago steakhouses because we were living in Chicago at the time. And I would text him 18,000 times during the middle (laughs) of his client dinners. And I'd be like, bring me back mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and blueberry muffins, mashed potatoes and blueberry muffins. And I'm surprised that that Maddie didn't come out looking like a blueberry (laughs) or a potato. That's really funny. 
That's yeah. really funny was, and adorable. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why you gain 75 pounds when you get uh, pregnant. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> you do food. Food becomes it's this whole new animal that it wasn't before. This whole delicious, amazing thing or absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I've so many of my friends have had babies in the last uh, couple of years and water seems to be a huge aversion. I never had that issue, but I've had so many people like water? drinking water, like plain water. Can't stomach it. Will instantly go be sick. Can't drink water. Aww. I know. I was like, oh, that's really rough. I'm so glad I didn't have that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been wild. It's uh, we had a great trip. Um, we ended up having a ton of laughs doing our rainy photo session and hopefully she'll allow me to share some of those photos once she posts them tomorrow. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really nice weekend. Uh, you know, we stayed up being irresponsible adults, uh, way too late every single night and just had a wonderful time. And there's, you know, horrifyingly bad photos that exist now because of it, (laughs) but it was, it was great. It was great. How was your weekend? Fantastic. Went to the beach twice. Nice. Uh, Maddie is loving the beach. I'm loving being so close to it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how we lived in Fort Lauderdale for two years and never went to the beach. I don't either. That still perplexes me. It really it, does. I. It makes me mad now because we go to the <laughs> beach and I, I've still yet to purchase my Tommy Bahama beach mm-hmm. chair, which mm-hmm. it's, it's on the list. I sent you but- a picture. They're at Costco. <laughs> I know. I, I found some uh, used on Facebook Marketplace. I'm just like, oh, gosh, that's a lot of money to spend for a yeah, chair. But I guess is. if you use it every day, you know. There but, you go. You have to get your money's worth. Go to the beach every day. Exactly. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, we went on Saturday and the waves were pretty, they were okay. Um, and then Sunday, yesterday we went and it was just totally glass. Oh, and wow. Madison is a fish. She Mm -hmm. does not want to get out of the water. She loves the water and she doesn't want to be held. She wants to actively be swimming and she's very good at kicking her legs, but we're working on the arms. So she Mm -hmm. would like be kicking her legs wildly, but like her little arms would be next to her. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) so here's what we're going to be working on. And I was thinking about you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the second lessons tomorrow on the podcast. You are. So Mm -hmm. I want to hear all about what you guys are doing in swim so that I can like teach her to swim for free. <laughs> I can do that. I can totally do that. I don't think they're copyright. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had our first swim lesson last week and it was fantastic. It was wonderful. She was not hesitant at all to get into the water without her swim gear on. And the way they do it is really interesting. I didn't walk in knowing what to expect. Um, they spend a lot of time uh, teaching a couple different like core, core skills. One of them is floating. They -hmm. want your kid to be able to float on their back. And so what they'll do is they'll have uh, basically your baby facing away from you and you'll, her shoulders on your one shoulder. So her feet are out in front and you're working Mm -hmm. on getting her to relax enough to learn how to float. So that was one thing. Um, Another thing was being comfortable, being fully submerged in water. Mm Mm-hmm. So Nora's pretty great at that, I think, because we we shower with her, you know, mm-hmm. so she's used to kind of getting fully, fully wet like, like, like that. 
um, and not in a predictable way, like a cup over washing their hair. Um, so fully submerged. So that was very interesting for me because one of the things they do is they put all of this to music. So you have a wheels on the bus song, for example. And during that song, you know, you've got the wipers on the bus. So the baby's facing away from you and you are splashing them side to side being wipers and trying to get them a little bit more wet each time. Or the people on the bus go up and down. You are lifting them up over your head and plopping them in the water, basically with an increased amount of, you know, getting her used to kind of going under the water. sounds like a workout for you. My arms were sore. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of that, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was an exercise class. This is like water aerobics now. So you're dunking her like a donut into coffee with her head all the way underwater. What did you think of it? She was cool with it. She was cool with it. Yeah. I think Maddie would be like, no way, mom. Yeah, she was okay with it. I mean, I had my hands on her obviously the whole time, but like that was fine. And then you would work on things. Uh, They wanted them to start submerging their head in the water. So we were kind of over on the steps and they would take those sinkable rings and put it down and kind of graze it across her foot or her ankle. So she would willingly try to put her face into the water all on her own to get a high interest item. Uh, to get them used to like putting their bodies in water again. That was cool. And then they did, oh, that was my favorite thing from uh, the wheels on the bus. Sure, it's fun to dunk my kid or whatever. But uh, also they had the engine on the bus goes, and you have to try to get them to do that in the water to get them just used to having their mouths under and stuff. And that was a lot of fun. So we've been practicing that one even in the bathtub. Um And they just work on that as far as kicking goes, you hold your baby out to the side, uh, hand underneath the belly, and, you know, you're trying to get them to kick their legs and and cup. They're they're calling scooping the water. And that's how they got it to do. And then... so send me your Venmo. I'll send you $20 for all these <laughs> Perfect. <tips>. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The very last thing they did is like, it was a partner thing where, you know, I was there and the instructor was there. And so you, the kid been in the water, she's exhausted at this point. Right. And you do a final handoff of getting them used to like feeling the water move by them. So you've mm-hmm. got them and you're bouncing and all that. And then you take them and they they're on their belly and you scoop them intentionally dunking them the entire way over to the instructor for the handoff and I'm like I think that this is kind of waterboarding but at the same time I mean she dug it it was cool like now is she wearing goggles nope nope it's just swim diaper and then swimsuit yep wow Yep. Okay. So at that whole following, close your eyes or, or don't, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting. We have our next class on Wednesday and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what's going to go on during that one and singing a whole bunch of new songs again. And it was a lot of fun. That sounds fun. amazing. Yeah, Yay. it really was. It really was. Um, and small world situation. We had gone out on July 4th to a barbecue at a friend's house. There was one other person in this class and it was someone that we had met at that barbecue across town. And then here's the extra kicker, the child, same name, Nora. Wow. So there was one other person in the class. We already met them two days prior and the child had the same name. I was like, well, this is the Nora class from now on. (laughs) If you're not a Nora, you can't sign up. 
You were such a fearless networker. You're just so (laughs) funny. It was really funny. It was a good time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So anyway, are you unpacked? That's the question that I've been dying to ask. Are you unpacked? Are you settled in? Have you, have you beat me in this race? Um, kind of. Yeah, you are. Aren't you? I would, yeah, I am. I'm unpacked. Now, not everything is where I want it to be. And my closet mm-hmm. is still a little bit of a disaster, but, um, yeah. I'm wow. Unpacked. Wow. I know. That's, like. I'm That's amazing. It's okay. It's okay. But I need, you know, I just need to figure out all of my rooms. They don't all have the vibe that I'm going after yet. Sure. They will. So they will. It takes time. And in your moving, have you uh, discovered anything that you're unpacking that uh, I can make fun of you for? It's so bad, Marissa. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like you open up a box and you're like, ugh, mm-hmm. I don't like any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. I can't give it up. I have moved. This will take you back <laughs> several years. Um, mm-hmm. I can't get rid of my hot rollers. What? Do you know what year it is? <laughs> your these things are a part of my life though you know and I realized I think the last time I I did it I I did my hair in hot rollers somebody was like you look like Hillary Clinton mm. and I'm like mm, that wasn't what I was going for <laughs> wasn't the vibe I was focusing it for nothing against Hillary <laughs> nothing against her but I don't want to look like her yeah um as far as her hairstyle and what not, I mean, everybody loves a good power suit, but Hey, I don't even have the clips to them anymore. Have you ever hot rolled your hair? Uh, not since, you know, the early nineties. It's an addiction. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I, and are you, are you, now that you have moved them again, are you going to be hot rolling your hair on the daily? Well, here's the thing as well. I moved these from Wisconsin to Chicago, hot rollers don't work well in Florida and I still can't seem to get rid of them. Um, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Hot roll my hair and then walk out in the humidity and like, you know, it just sinks and looks bad. Yeah. Don't do that. But the higher the hair, the closer (laughs) to God. I don't know. What about you? What is, what? Is there something that I can't get rid of equally as ridiculous to hot rollers? Okay. Hey, (laughs) out there. That isn't ridiculous. I'm going to hot roll my hair one of these days and I'm going to come on. You're going to be like, can't wait. That looks good. Wow. Special guest, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. (laughs) You won't even be able to see like my face in the screen. It'll just all be hair. Right. I cannot wait for that day. Actually, I cannot wait for that day. That'll be so much fun. Oh, let's see. What have I moved that is silly that I can't get rid of? Did I tell you the story about Nora's doll? Did I tell you about this at all? No? Okay. Well, let me tell you a story about a doll. I grew up in the era where porcelain dolls were cool, right? And by cool, I mean my mother thought porcelain dolls were cool. So my room was lined with porcelain dolls. Real creepy-like. So creepy. On stands, literally standing in the windows, okay? My grandmother had the Prince, Prince William doll. Oh, wow. I mean, we were into dolls. Like, she still has all the dolls. See, now that's, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it is pretty very cool. valuable. I and got rid of, house. I got rid of all of mine because I, you know, literally horror movies have been made about these porcelain dolls back in the day. And I, I never had an attachment to them, except I had 
two dolls that were given to me before I was born. And I'm not actually sure of their origin stories, but one of them is that porcelain like face and, and hands and legs. Okay. And it has a soft body. It wore a bow. It had hair. Like it looked like real hair and each little follicle had a hole and it wore this like ghastly bubblegum pink lace dress. And whenever you moved the doll, it would open and close its eyes. Right. Great. So I had squirreled this away at some point in my life. I was probably, let's say 12 in a box that that just kept moving with me for the remainder of all the time that led up to today. Well, flash forward to last month, two months ago, probably now, Nora's helping me unpack what is in there, but this nightmare doll, this like cousin (laughs) of Chucky. Okay. And it's her favorite thing. It's her. She carries it everywhere. It's sticky now where only one eye kind of opens. She's stripped it down to just its cloth body and like insists on putting huge diapers on it. Its hair looks like hot rollers, hot rolled hair in Florida. And the bow is askew. It's a nightmare. (laughs) It's a nightmare doll. And she can't get enough of it. And she likes to keep, take it to bed with her which is great until you wake up in the middle of the night and there's this one eye open doll staring at you through the video monitor. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's not my favorite vibe. It's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I did move some stuff, Emily, that maybe, you know, maybe I should have gotten rid of, except now it's bringing my daughter pure joy. So I'm cool. You know, we can't, we can't be perfect. We're pretty darn close, but we We can't can't. be perfect. So I just hope my heart survives looking at the monitor in the middle of the night and having something stare back at me with one eye open, or, or maybe I should just try to fix the eye. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) One of those two things will happen. Oh my goodness. I was thinking of you too this weekend. Uh, You have a crossword puzzle addiction now. Is that right? Your, your little miss pen and paper. It's kind of my thing now Mm. that my newspaper is being delivered early enough to actually enjoy it. So when we lived at the last apartment building, the newspaper didn't come till like eight o'clock in the morning. Look, when you've got a kid, (laughs) the day's half over the afternoon. Yeah. what are we doing sitting around reading a paper? <laughs> I don't know what time it comes. Yet. It comes at least by 6 a.m. Wow. So, you know, I can scoot down and pick up my paper. And I started doing the crossword puzzles, and, you know, find something to do with my time. Yeah. They're really hard. Have you ever tried <laughs> a crossword puzzle? Oh, in yeah. The times? Yeah. What? They get harder throughout the week. I mean, can, can we just remind ourselves that we are educated women? And I had to remind myself of that. I'm like, okay, girl, you got some degrees. You're Mm -hmm. it's okay that you can only figure out one line in this. (laughs) It is okay. It is. It really is. And then I just Googled stuff. I'm like, well, you know, I can just take this as a learning opportunity. I like, I'm not playing against anyone and it's just an opportunity to learn now. So now I'm like Googling the New York times. Crossword it's not cheating puzzle. at all. 
<laughs> it's not cheating. No, but you're the next and the next day the answers come in the new paper. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. I actually didn't know that either. I, I mean, I just feel like a really cool person now. I I would love a photo of you with your coffee doing the crossword puzzle. I think I need that in my life. It'll probably be my new profile picture for you until you do hot rolled hair. Until I okay. <laughs> well, and if I get to like on my like if my New York Times crossword puzzle, you know, new habit just kind of kick me back a notch because those things are making me feel like as, as I'm talking about them, I'm like, oh goodness, I'm like the new version of a hipster, whatever this is, <laughs> where people talk about things that, you know, I'm talking about things that people are like, oh my gosh, nobody wants to hear about, about this. But anyway, I do. I think it's great. It's a great new hobby. I love a, I love a crossword. I really do. Uh, we download an app where we make sure that we have some crosswords downloaded before we go camping. It's one of our favorite campfire activities. So we'll read the clue out to the, yeah, you read the clue out to the group and then everybody kind of takes their guesses and, and you work on completing crossword puzzles together. It's a lot of fun. This should probably be followed by the phrase quote, this is 30. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. This is this is what we're doing around the campfire, everybody. (laughs) Real rager over there. (laughs) We're in our thirties. Just yeah. Oh well. But you know, I actually have something very exciting to announce, and that is your mom is in this virtual waiting room. Are you Are you ready for that? We were. I'm ready. I I am too. Everybody else is ready. Yeah. Your mom, you've talked about several times before uh, and being your influencer, being your uh, your role model, being your your guide into the education world and how wonderful her classroom is. So I'm extremely excited to to finally have the opportunity to meet her uh, and, and hear what she has to say about her time in education. So hooray. Hi, mom. <laughs> we can't see you. Your camera's not on. Start video. Hello. You look Hi. nice today, mom. Well, thank you, sweetie. I feel like uh, I'm in Hawaii or something with all the <laughs> palm trees and the ocean. I can feel the ocean breeze. Positive <laughs> vibes. We want people to come on this this uh, podcast and feel relaxed right away. So okay. welcome. Welcome to a personal oasis. Oh, well, it's <laughs> Pleasure. I I was um, uh, excited that Emily asked me to be on, and I'm really not sure what we're talking about, but I, <laughs> uh, I'll just wing it. I've listened to every podcast, and I know this is just a mom talking, but it's also a professional educator. That it's a great podcast. Well, thanks, thank you. Mom. Of course, I love the stuff about Maddie and Nora, <laughs> um, but some guests have been so good and I you know after every podcast I'll go on and google things and think yeah no that's something I could use I want to I want to get on and and uh do some research and so it's it's something that I've been able to take away actual information that's in my hand and usable oh my goodness well, isn't that just the highest praise one could possibly receive? You are welcome to be our publicist anytime. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. I, I, I stay pretty busy, but it, it is, it's more than just listening for all the Maddie stories, but it's, it's also something that I, I just feel like I need to share that with my team or we need to pay more attention to that or that's an app I could use. So I, I've learned, I've learned a lot. 
And what about the book recommendations? Do you like those? I do. I just don't know when you girls have time to read. (laughs) That's what I would like to know is, you know, I'm semi-retired and I enjoy reading, but I sometimes feel like that's the one thing that always gets put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like, and I like the movie recommendations because I always try to guess, okay, what are they going to (laughs) say? But that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been fun. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we're so glad that you could join us today. And it was a bit of short notice, too. So thank you very, very much. Uh, so I guess we'll start with some of our, our questions. And the first one always is, who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Deanne Jones. And of course, I'm Emily's mom. And uh, I have Emily has a sister, Annalise who is probably the polar opposite of Emily. (laughs) (laughs) That's a safe bet for sure. She's an angel. Well, she's an angel, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're not. (laughs) (laughs) They just, they're very different personalities and uh, both incredible individuals and great wives and moms. Um, so I guess I look back and think that's my proudest, one of my proudest accomplishments in life is being the mom to two incredible young ladies. And then, of course, there's my grandkids. So I have Moses, Macy, Kate, and Madison. So they're the joy, my life, my light. They're precious. So I, I do live in Kansas now. I was born and raised in Kansas and uh, moved here from Arkansas. I was in the Branson, Missouri area for 20 years, working as an early childhood teacher and then as a director of special ed. And after I retired in 2016, I spent a couple of years starting up an early childhood program in one of the districts I worked in. And um, then I came back to Dodge City because my parents are, thank goodness, I still have both of my parents. And uh, my dad's 87 and he gets up and goes to work every morning. Oh my goodness. Uh, My mom's 84, but they need a little assistance now and then. So I came back here to kind of help them out. And I was very fortunate to find a job in a Part C program and an infant toddler pro, uh, program, which my background's not infant toddler, it's Part B. And as a director, I was, you know, uh, three through age 21. So now I've got the little itty bitties. And it's it's a little bit of a stretch to, <laughs> you know, relearn some of the Part C regs, but it's, it's been good. And it's, it's been a really fun job that um, I see how my perspective has changed in over 40 years. You know, I got back in this business in the early 80s. And now it's 2000, you know, whatever. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's been a lot of, of changes in the field of education. So mom, do you remember, uh, Lincoln Elementary School in liberal Kansas when I was in kindergarten next to your special ed classroom and there was the sliding door between. I remember it well. Yes, I remember. I remember that she was right next door all day long. And I guess it was back in the days when kindergarten was just a half day. Yeah. Yeah, So I'd bebop over to your classroom and you yeah. know, that was the first time I really got exposure to I'm kids who were nonverbal or had different, 
abilities or, you know, learning styles. Um, I don't know. Right. That's awesome that that you had that insight at such a young age because, you know, so many students are nowadays, nowadays students do. But when we were growing up, you know, it was, you know, the classroom was tucked far away, down a hallway, you know, it was that you didn't have that exposure. Uh, You know, I recall when programs started pairing up to bring individuals with different needs into classrooms for reading buddy programs or to share a recess or something like a gym class that kind of thing. And I remember being just kind of blown away by that. And and sounds like Emily had that exposure even younger, which is amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, it goes back even further. You know, when I think of when I was in school, we didn't have special ed kids in our school building because there was a, a place south of town, about 15 miles that anyone with special needs would get on a bus in the morning and they go 15 miles south of town to their own school. So, and kind of at the time that Emily's talking about when she was in kindergarten, that was back when uh, we would, instead of all the mountains of paperwork that we have now, we would just do a dial screening and place a kid, write an, write an evaluation and write an, uh, an IEP or an IFSP wow. off of a dial screening. And oh, think, that's, that's bad, mom. Well, I know. But Times are different. That's for sure. Boy, it, it saved okay. on paper though. That's, that's what you did. You did yeah. a dial and if they didn't pass the dial, you wrote an IEP. Wow. So, you know, you're, you're an OG mom. I am. <laughs> OG I, special educator. I hate to think of how, oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of changes. Um, amazing. In the, in the field. And of course, most of, the, of them, good changes. Yeah. And and now you're working with the littles. That is quite exhausting. You know, it can be, but it, it's very rewarding. It's fun because uh, when I was an administrator, and I, I say this in all sincerity, there were days and weeks that I could go without ever seeing a kid. You know, I was in the central office administration and uh, there's a lot of things that administrators can uh, get involved in that are very important that keep things operating. Uh, You know, budgets, compliance, personnel, and you come to the realization that sometimes it doesn't even feel like you're about school anymore or about kids So, um, you know, I always try to go out and get into the buildings and be with the kids and see the kids and sit with the kids, whereas my job now is nothing administrative. I mean, I still do a lot of paperwork, but (laughs) it's just planning and working with the kids, the babies, and uh, there's a lot. It's it's, uh, very rewarding, but you get to hug and snuggle and yes love on the babies and it's just it's where I need to be right now yeah that's so so rewarding when you called me and you said hey I got a job I'm like mom you're retired (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I feel like at this this time in my life, being a, a Part C provider is a really good fit for me because I I wanted to slow down from the life of the administrator. I enjoyed it all the time I did it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to do anything else. But now I kind of have settled into my grandmother mode. Love that. And I love being able to go out and see the babies. And- Marissa, did you know that my mom gave me my first job out of college? No, I did not. And yeah. what was what was that? Yeah. Mom, you want to tell her? Well, I think it was actually before you graduated, because of course, we're all familiar with the uh, SLP shortage. And in Missouri, she was able to work under uh, the guidance of an SLP, as long as she was, uh, she was an implementer, okay. a speech implementer. And I think now they call them SLPAs. Um so she could work as a therapist under the supervision of a uh, a therapist that had their C's. So she's under my thumb for <laughs> couldn't get rid a of her. Time. And then you gave me a real job too. Yeah, a W two job. Yeah, I think I did. I think we were uh, we just kind of continued that relationship, and she got her C's under uh, when she was working for me. And uh, yeah, so she's that's she's, amazing. Uh, been my employee before. The fun <laughs> thing about it too was, you know, if if I was running behind on an IEP timeline or something, I could put in my speech part, and they'd say because we were living together at the time as well, and I could say, Mom. Could you finish up this IEP for me? It's been oh, a long day. No. <laughs> I would say if you'll clean up your room and pick up your dirty clothes. <laughs> I know. It was it was uh yeah, it was an interesting time in my life. But it oh was wonderful. You talk about somebody who's all about compliance. I I my mom put the fear of God in me as far as writing a compliant IEP. When you talk about a present level of performance, like I ticked every box in that section, accommodations, modifications, like you don't miss anything on her watch. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I think we have to be that way because um, it just, it, I know sometimes people see that as just being picky, but uh, I had good mentoring myself as I was coming up as a director and I've always been thankful for that. Um, but you get other places and you see, or you look at other people's work and you see things like that not happening and, and there's a reason for it. I mean, it's about accountability and making sure that in the end, we're doing what's best for the kids. So yeah, I was kind of a stickler. There's nothing wrong with that. We we need more administrators like that. (laughs) The good, strong administrators have, you know, good, strong people that, that work with them and they continue to teach others along their path and then everybody's benefiting. So that's a good thing that, that especially that nitpicky part. I think that's, that's huge. That's wonderful. Well, I think getting, you know, you've got to get buy-in from the staff. It's not just about, oh, you got to check this box. You got to, well, why are we doing that? Why are we looking at uh, extended school year? Why are we looking at, you know, accommodations? Why are we looking at modifying? Do we have to? Yes. And once they're on the document, they are done, you know, so we do them, we implement. And, and it's a programming for kids. So Marissa, Marissa and our listeners can't see how tall you are, mom, but you're about five foot tall, right? Yeah, give me at least one or two more inches. Okay. So maybe you're <laughs> five one P meeting. 
and I'd be there like as a service provider, let's say it's a contentious IEP or something. I, we, she was scary. She was <laughs> scary. She was a bulldog. I mean, nobody, nobody pulled anything over on my mom when it came to her staff or what was in the best interest of the students. I mean, you talk about somebody that's fierce, um, which was so funny because we'd go back home and she'd, you know, we'd watch Bravo TV together (laughs) after one of these days, but then, you know, in a meeting. And that's something that I have always really admired about you, mom, is, um, you know, you just, you know, what's right and you know what you're going to do and you know what you need to do for your job and you do it. Well, I don't want people to be afraid. Oh, well, <laughs> some people were afraid, i.e. me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that. But I think it's, I mean, it's, it's good because you knew how to carry yourself in a room where you were advocating for the best interests of students. I mean, I still do it. You know, I still try and channel my five foot one mother when I go into these, <laughs> you know, investor calls or board meetings or something where you know that you're just, you know, you've got a job to do and it's going to be tough and, you know, you just do it. And it is tough um, because not everybody's going to understand all the time, but I think it gets back to, you know, we always say we want to do what's right, and what's best for the kids, no matter who they are. Or I was always, I feel like I wanted to be the advocate for the kid. It's always always my uh, top priority to do do what's right. And sometimes you do the right thing and then you still get parents that don't agree with you or feel like you've slighted them in some way. But at least if you've done the process, worked the process and done things right, you can go back and and say, this is what we did. This is this is how it adds up. But you know, I I nothing makes me any matter. And I do, I do get mad. I I know I need to, (laughs) but uh, people who are in it, you know, like for the convenience of their schedule or um, doing what works best for them, you know, it, it truly is about the kids. And I think that's, that's what we always have to keep in mind is what's, what's best for the, the people that, that we're serving. No, I completely understand. You know, if I, if I have one more person say to me, you know, Oh, well, it must be nice having summers off. Like, first of all, <laughs> in the special education world, we don't typically have the summers off. Second of yeah. all, that's not why I'm in this position. It drives me insane. Absolutely drives me insane. It's right. not about, it's not about that quote unquote perk. It's not about, you know, being on the same schedule as your child. It's about helping students who need different assistance and understanding how they're, how they're taking on the world and helping them to do that with as much ease as possible. And Absolutely. yeah, that's crazy. So obviously you've worked plenty in your life. You've got these wonderful grandchildren. You have wonderful daughters. How are you maintaining a work-life balance? Because you're also, you know, you're working right now. You've got all of this family to take care of. You're working with your parents as well. How do you kind of take time for you? Well, I feel like it's pretty balanced. I I mean, I like to do things. Uh, I head down to Florida probably once every four to six weeks because I miss my little Maddie and Emily. <laughs> Her <laughs> too. <laughs> But um, yeah, I travel a lot. I and I travel to Arkansas to see my bigs. Uh, 
they're they will be 12 and 8 next so they're totally different than maddie oh, yeah. totally it you with, with maddie you're at the end of the day and i just got back last week from being a week with emily in florida and when i left i said i don't know how you do it said, <laughs> it's exhausting i said it's just um you know, I love Madison to pieces and I would do anything for her. But I'll tell you, by the time she goes to sleep and you're holding her little hand in the crib, you're thinking, <laughs> I can't move. I'm too tired. <laughs> you know, and I'm just there as a guest. I don't have to get up and do the laundry and get lunch ready for tomorrow. And But I guess that's the difference between being a grandparent and being a parent. So I do a lot of grandkidding. I like to just travel um traveled internationally and uh within the country and um do things within my community that you know I feel like it's always important to give back where you are in the community so I've um, on the opposite end of the spectrum I I teach uh, a bible class in my church I have babies during the day and I have 80 year olds and over wow <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun because you definitely see uh different stages of the generations there and uh it's just it's fun so they they keep me young too that sounds like a lot of fun well when we brought you on uh we had had such a great time talking about things going on with emily's move and we were talking about swimming and how Somehow Emily lived close to the beach and didn't get there every single day. Don't understand that still. It's okay. We're not going to throw shade. Uh, Anyhow, we didn't get to our uh, book and movie recommendations and our recommendations for influencers. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I hope that you'll participate with us a little bit right now with uh, (laughs) quick look, look up something on Google. Emily, oh. do you have do you have a book recommendation today? Your questions change your life. Twelve powerful tools for leadership, coaching, and life um, by Marilee Adams. This is um, a, a great book for any manager who does not like to tell their team what to do, but rather wants to really draw out the best in people. Um, and my uh, uh, executive coach recommended it to me. A few years back and it has been really wonderful and and uh you know kind of how you manage your team yeah yeah that's great i love that uh and i will also make your book recommendation this is one i read now probably two years ago but it came up while i was talking to my friend who was in town this weekend and that is called happiest baby on the block and who's my author are you familiar with this book you cut out on us. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's called Happiest Baby on the Block. Oh. Yes. And it's definitely a book that I would recommend. It's written by Harvey Carp, K-A-R-P. And it is a great book for the early days of being a parent. You know how, especially with the first one, you want to you wanna take in everything you can to kind of have strategies in your toolbox to address you know, whatever comes up as a, as a new parent. And I thought that this one was really, really well done. And Harvey Karp is an MD of some sort and had a lot of great advice for dealing with things like colic and crying, et cetera. So uh, it was, it was a really good read and I'd highly recommend it to any new parent out there. That's great. 
How about yourself, Mama? What do we have? We got any recommendations over there? <laughs> well, personal, I, there's two kinds of reading. I, I like personal reading at my own. I like history, anything uh, history related or anything of that nature. But we also are doing uh, a book study at work. Uh, and it, we've been, this, this is a book uh, that I've kind of been uh, involved with here recently on our book study, Early Childhood Coaching Handbook. So uh, this just kind of goes into the little nuances of Part C. And, and uh, I know that's different than what I would tell you if I was just reading something for fun at home. But uh, it's really great because, like I said, coming from a Part B world to Part C, it's by Dathan Rush and Melissa Sheldon, and they're associated with Wichita State University and have uh, kind of developed the model that the state of Kansas uses for Part C providers. So we've been heavily involved as a staff in working through that. That's awesome. That is. That's that's a heavier read. That's probably not like a like <laughs> yeah. throw it in the bathroom read. <laughs> that's not what's on my couch at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. All right. Well, now, Emily and I don't usually do a movie recommendation, but since we ask it of our guests, I think I'll uh, in trade, I'll put ourselves on the on the spot and we'll also provide a movie recommendation. Okay. But sounds good. Let's see. Are we going to like rock, paper, scissors? Who's ready right now? Anybody? Mom, you go first. What there movie recommendation do you have? Uh, new or old? I don't know. You know, the past, we didn't see movies for so long in the theater because of COVID. And the last two movies I've seen have been incredible. I loved Top Gun. However, my blood pressure went up way high during Top Gun because it gets very intense. Um, I loved Elvis. Um, But probably my go-to movie is a movie called Somewhere in Time. Oh, yeah. It's old. I don't know how old, but at least maybe 40 years old. And the reason I liked that was because... It was filmed on Mackinac Island, Michigan, and it's just a movie I watched, and I thought, I want to find out where that is because I'd like to go there, and lo and behold, they actually did go there, and I've been there, I don't even, I can't even count how many times now to Mackinac Island, so that's always kind of uh, been a movie that held a special place in my heart. I think Emily's been there, too. A couple of times we've done girls trips there. Yeah, yeah, it's I been fun. That I'm going to say, well, I don't know movies. I can't watch a movie <laughs> without <laughs> falling asleep. But yes, that's true. We, when you were here, mom, we watched on Netflix, Wild, Wild Country. Yes. That was so interesting. That was crazy. So interesting about a, I don't know if they officially called it a cult, but um, they moved into a, um, uh, into a small small community in antelope oregon i believe and community and it was fascinating thousands of people move in and nobody has any idea what's going on in this like compound that they're building i won't give anything away but it is yeah it was sounds fascinating it was very interesting interesting that sounds fascinating well i'm going to uh, also take a trip in the Wayback machine here and my movie is from 2003 uh and it is peter pan but it's not the disney version there is this this 
movie out there that I am so head over heels in love with that I will put on at any time just to kind of like escape. And the uh, the lead in this one was uh, Jeremy Sumpter. And not that he's any huge name or anything like that. Uh, Jason Isaacs, I believe, is a name who came out of this movie as well. But it is just so beautifully well done. And they like really brought the magic of the story of Peter Pan in there. And I highly recommend looking up Jeremy Sumter's Peter Pan. Uh, it's it's just so good. It's just so like- good. It gives me chills. And, and Peter Pan's one of my favorite stories to begin with. So yeah. Does this mean that you're cheating on the Disney version of Peter Pan? That would be very uh, funny with you. I, I'm going to tell you right now that Peter Pan by Disney is not one of my favorites. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I know. Thickens. I know. It's it's like the only time that I step away from my Disney love, truly. So that's okay. It's okay. They'll forgive me. I give them enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. How about influencers? We got a couple minutes left, so we'll, let's make sure we hit all of our things. How about an influencer for the week? Somebody you like to follow on social media? Mom, who do you like to follow on socials? Oh my gosh. Say online and inspired. Yes. Well, I definitely <laughs> do listen to online and inspired every time. Um, I, you know, this is interesting. You asked this because just last night, I, every now and then I'll start going through some, you know, just Facebook posts or Twitter or whatever. And I was looking at some pictures of Emily and the baby last night. And I thought, ooh, it just, I, it makes me, it makes my heart just flutter a little bit when I uh, see those. But seriously, I do uh, online and inspired is has been <laughs> a big influence. And I'm so proud of you guys, because this is, this is just in its infancy, but it's, it's really, uh, I think speaking to needs that are out there in the special education community. And, and um, I, I was telling Emily when I was in Florida, you know, I said, do you, and she was busy on the phone and doing this and doing that 25 things at once. I said, do you just feel like you've created something? I mean, there wasn't something and then there was something because of what you did and and I remember back to the uh, the very beginnings of this. It was on my couch in a little house I had in Highlandville, Missouri, you know, with a pencil and a paper and a phone. <laughs> Who knew, you know, it was going to be. And I'm just proud of my daughter. I'm proud of both of my daughters and what they do. And, um, and you know, I'm proud of this podcast, too. It's been, it's been beneficial for me. Well, thank you very much. That was a long yeah. answer. And yeah. I'm not sure. All credit goes to Marissa. Marissa's <laughs> no, awesome. Not at all. Not at all. It's the duo. Thing. It's the duo. <laughs> the dynamic. So mom, did, did you just say that you have a Twitter? Or do you just creep on Twitter? <laughs> I try not to spend much time on, on a lot of social media because I feel like what I do is I get on and then time stops. You know, yeah, I just, true. I can get so lost in it. So Okay. Well, let me know if you have a Twitter in the future. Okay. Okay. Cause that, that would probably require some intervention. <laughs> oh, you know me. <laughs> um, so my influencer of the week is Emily Vondi at the Vondi fam. Hi. She's awesome. She is, I think she's from Minnesota, but she is a, she tells it like it is. She's a mother of like several kids and um she's the influencer that we all love she does not try she was in her 
uh, kitchen the other day and she showed us her kitchen, you know, all these influencers have like these amazing kitchens and you're like, well, what do you do? Like, how do, how do you have a house that perfect? And she was like, oh, don't you just admire these brown oak cabinets? The entire <laughs> kitchen is oak. It's all brown. And she just like keeps it so real. She's so funny at the Vondi fam. Emily. That's Vondi. amazing. I, I like that. I think we need more authenticity in yes. our, uh, on our platforms and, and in this uh, tech space because people think life is what people portray out there and you know life is sometimes oak cabinets life is oak <laughs> nothing cabinets. wrong with that I like that I'm definitely following her right at the end of this show 100 percent uh so I gotta reclaim some of my Disney here and my Disney love so what I'm gonna recommend is at Brian Kessinger B-R-I-A-N K-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. And he is an artist with a Disney and steampunk flair. So he takes all of these characters we know and love in Disney, in Calvin and Hobbes, in Star Wars, all that kind of thing. And uh, he creates these like mini cartoons with them. And he's just, he's a wonderful artist who puts a smile on my face and he's got regularly has new work out. Um, and people commission him to do certain things with certain characters, et cetera. And he shares all those commissions too. And it's just one of those like moments of happy and positive scrolling as you're going through your feed. So he's on Facebook and Instagram, the art of Brian Kessinger. So if you, uh, if you like to see a little bit of artwork in your life, that one, that one's a good fun follow. Love it. Yeah, it's a good time. Let's see. I think we are running. Yeah, we are almost at the end of our show today. But as always, we need to give that minute for uh, for our, our guest of the week. So Emily's mom, you have a minute. What do you want to tell us about? What do you want to what soapbox are you standing on? What do you want the world to know? Well, I guess I would like to just do a shout out to all the providers, all the people that uh, work tirelessly uh, in education, but uh, particularly the area of special education, because it's not an easy calling. Uh, It can sometimes, most of the time, be really difficult. Uh, It's not without its rewards. But um, I know sometimes our jobs are, are sad too, because we're, we're really working uh, with families that have real challenges in the day to day. And again, when I, I said, it's all about the kids. And I think for those teachers out there that, you know, no one ever really stops to say, thank you, you're doing a great job. And that doesn't happen a lot, you know, unfortunately, whether it's our society or whatever, but you know, just thank you to, you're still here, you're still around, uh, you're still meeting the needs of kids. And as long as you're doing it with your heart in the right place, I just uh, have a huge amount of respect for those who, uh, who put our kids first, and will always come out with their, their very best for the kids. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great soapbox. Good nice, nice use of your minute. hundred percent. All right. With that, we are going to wrap up our show for this week. I can't thank you enough uh, to both of you for being on today. 
As a reminder, everybody, if you are looking for swag for former episodes, etc., check out www.onlineandinspired.com. And that's it for this week. Next week, maybe there'll be hot rollers. I don't know. We'll find find out, Emily. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) We'll see. Maybe a porcelain doll will make an appearance (laughs) on uh, one of our our, uh, social media posts this week. So we can all see it in its wonderful glory. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. And we will all talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together, and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for online and inspired, where you can also find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. You can also visit our website, which features our swag shop at www.onlineandinspired.com. And if you are looking for position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.